This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Rollies Out the Back. I'm your host, Dish Boy. I'm with who have I got here? Buddy Louie, innit? So um yeah, this episode we've got a few topics ready do we yeah i've thought of a few topics but i'd like to start off with a quick non-story to get us going so last night i decided to have a shave and you were down here playing your games and as i was shaving i thought i'll leave the mustache on just because i thought it'd be funny to come down and be like ah, I got <laughs> but you were so deep in the gaming that you didn't right. notice um, i'm not i said to you earlier i'm not gonna notice your facial hair it's not gonna well, I haven't shaved since we've lived here. I thought you might notice if I suddenly had you just did. a You mustache. had a lovely clean shave the other week. Did I? Yeah. Well, I, I, I electric shaved, so it just uh-huh. I left the nubs. Last night, I wet shaved, but I left the moustache. Came downstairs to make my raisin water. And you, didn't, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't notice. So I thought, oh, okay, whatever. We'll wait till the morning. By the morning, I'd forgotten. So we go out How for often our... do you look at a man's moustache? How often, indeed. So I go, we go out for our morning rolly out the back. And uh, I see my reflection in the window. With my face on your t-shirt, that's probably, what I was, my attention was more drawn towards that. Yeah, that's a separate story about how I own two t-shirts with Louis' face on them, and I happen to be wearing one of them, so maybe you didn't know. Funnily enough, neither one of them is the, oh, it is the picture, actually, that you used for the podcast. Yeah, I use that now yeah. and again. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking it was a different picture. Yeah, it's the, the one of you where you look like you've gained 30 pounds for some reason, <laughs> just from the angle, this neck and roll. I look stoned. Yeah. So yeah, I, I had the moustache, you didn't know it, so I said, are you not going to talk about my moustache? And you said, uh, no. Then later on, I've still got the moustache, unknowingly we go to Aldi and we see someone we know, and she t- she speaks to us for about 15 minutes outside, and I thought, damn it, she's going to think during lockdown, I'm a moustache guy now. <laughs> <laughs> this tiny moustache. Yeah, this tiny moustache. Oh, she's going to think that's who I am now. Um, so I'm panicking. <laughs> <laughs> 
message her on Instagram. I'm like, hey, I don't usually have a Did mustache. Did you actually? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no way. <laughs> She's not going to give a shit about your mustache. Man. Well, I thought I'd send her a message just, you know. Right. Hey, I don't usually, with a picture of me with yeah. the mustache. I think she forgot my name as well. Oh, she knows you. You're, yeah, Louis. Yeah, she knows you, I think. Does she know my name? Well, she does now because I said. I didn't know her name, to be honest. Oh. <laughs> Until you said, and what? I thought it was her sister. <laughs> Well, I sent her a uh, message with a moustache. I'm like, hey, um, I only put this moustache on so that to amuse Louis. I didn't mean for you to see it. Uh, and she sends back, yeah, I didn't even notice. <laughs> that is classic. So that's the non-story that leads to nowhere. Nobody noticed the moustache. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought we'd start off on that. You got any non-stories for the week? We just had steak. We've been watching mm, the chase. Non-stories. A story that leads to nothing, you know. Right. Uh we went out, bought steaks. We cooked. We the did steaks. go do some lovely shopping today in the rain. We had a yeah. nice steak and chips for dinner. Yeah. Uh, you what? You specifically watched a Ramsey video to prepare for the steak. Actually, it just came up on the recommended. I just so happened to be also cooking steak. Oh, okay. So I was. I'd seen it before as well. Yeah. He makes steak sandwiches though. So. Oh, he like cuts them up thin and then puts yeah, them in Yeah, grills this bread in olive oil, of course. Oh, yeah, this is the whole thing about olive oil versus vegetable <laughs> oil. I've told you, I've discussed with chefs before about how olive yeah. oil is purely yeah. for, um, you know, uh, see, what's it called? Dressing. Seasoning. Just dressing, for dressing, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, yeah, when I worked in the kitchen as well, I, I don't even think they had olive oil. And you said your kitchen uses rapeseed oil. Yeah. Do you mean they use rapeseed oil to cook or rapeseed oil in the fryers? Everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything is rapeseed oil. And that's just the industry. Big drums. That's just the industry stra- standard, isn't it? Yeah, maybe it's the cheapest oil, mm-hmm. most multi-purpose, cheapest oil. I think it's also the one that people are most happy with for their stuff to be cooked in. People yeah. have a thing about vegetable oil, people have a thing about sunflower oil. True. People have a thing about olive oil. The thing is with rapeseed oil, it does take a lot of um, death ara- death to orangutans to acquire it. Right. Because yeah, you have to knock down a lot of rainforests. <laughs> so That's just classic. Yeah, so it? maybe maybe it's not that good for uh, the environment. Mm. In fact, it's not. It's bad. Mm. It murders yeah. orangutans. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of things like that, though. Like chocolate. True. You know, yeah, that's why everything now is this fair trade chocolate because rainforests were being fucking chopped down and yeah, tribal villages being destroyed and the workers that had to go out and get the cocoa beans <laughs> like in Willy Wonka. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fucked, man. You know, you know how like Nestle is like a super evil corporation. They yeah. do all this fucked up stuff. Like they convinced an entire generation of mums to. Uh, switch to this formula instead of using breast milk. Yeah, right. And then by the time they've stopped being able to produce breast milk, yeah, they're they're stuck with the formula. Yeah, completely fucked. They do a bunch of other that is shit. a big thing in childbirth and that though, isn't it? For mums, like, do they breastfeed? Do they go on the powdered milk and the yeah. formula, as you call it? But that was never a thing before yeah. Nestle decided to push no, it as yeah. a thing. Yeah. So if it became fucked. a sort of thing around, um, uh, you know, some women can't breastfeed for whatever reason anyway you know yeah they might have a medical condition or they can't get the milk out sure you know that happens so uh it's a it was a substitute for them sure. i think they it was it was a thing they made because of four women like that you know that couldn't breastfeed for yeah for a specific reason and then yeah it just all became more and then nestle came along use it even though you can breastfeed yeah and it's got all these lovely nutrients in it for it your didn't baby. Know. It yeah didn't. and it's just full of shit <laughs> You know, 
There's a really great video on YouTube about how just Nestle is just like the worst corporation. How the the owner of Nestle seems like has this whole campaign about how he thinks that rainwater isn't a no water isn't a human right, mm. and it's like fucking you know this strange. Guy. There's like... this guy out there doing shit like this. Yeah. Know? Why yeah. are we even just allowing this as a society? Nestle are also obviously quite big on ice cream and stuff, aren't they? Yeah. And the famous milkshake. Yeah, or the milkshake straws. <laughs> yeah, the milkshake straws. <laughs> God, I hate them. Well, they, they don't even produce nice milkshake. I know. It's just, they're like, if you go to still do a those. third world country, you know, I'm just speaking from, from like, I've been to India, right? Yeah, tell us about that. Well, I've been to India twice. Yeah. I rode the same elephant twice. Really? What? Yeah. Separate trips. Separate trips. Really? Yeah. He was still there. His name you? was Babu, okay. or her name, one of them. Right. Actually, I think it was a female because you can't really ride the males; they're a bit more mental. No, oh, yeah, massive tusks. Yeah, big tusks. Well, actually, that's that's if they don't if they haven't shaved the tusks down. Yeah. Which they do to stop poachers. Yeah, but they also the elephants fight, and God, I'm actually tangent now. But <laughs> the elephants fight, you know. In, in the wild, yeah, and uh, break their tusks, and then what the the keepers do is put these nice little silver caps over them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not only because they look nice, but I guess just just to it's like with goats when they them. put a pool noodle on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they do that. I've seen pictures. Yeah, but yeah. So wait. So, so in India, wait, you, wait. But you go to this facility. I'm guessing, or is it it's, just it, is it just some guy with an a, elephant? No, it was a spice farm up in the mountains. Oh, okay. It's like an almost tourist attraction. You know. Yeah. It's still quite like it's not like going to fucking Disneyland. Obviously, you know. It's it's we're in Goa. My grandparents who used to live there. As part of their retirement, yeah, um, knew about this place. You know, it's like an hour's drive up to the mountains. It's fucking really nice. You know, it's lovely. Yeah, you see all the jungle, these sheer cliffs you're driving on. Damn. You know, and you get to this spice farm. It was the first time I went. I went with just my family, um, and we went. And then the second time I went to India, even though Jack's family had all also already been to India, yeah, so it was both our second time, right. And then we went again and rode the same elephant. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, there he is. There but what it is, is, it's a pretty cool place. And you walk around and uh, it's just like a little part of the jungle or forest, you know, that they've like made into sort of a nature reserve sort of place. Yeah. With this like restaurant built in the middle, you know, and this lovely little river lake thing with catfish in it. Oh, really? Yeah. And, Don't uh, give them your number. <laughs> <laughs> And right. uh, you, you go on a tour, you walk around this like nice little path, and the tour guide, as you go around, would be like, oh, now here's a saffron tree, or here's a bay leaf tree, or here's a cardamom pod tree, or here's a cinnamon tree. Yeah. Like, actual, you know, I mean, they've probably been planted. Yeah. Because there only seemed to be one of each, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But as well as all the uh, palm trees with the coconuts and But stuff. were you actually interested in that as a kid, or did you just want to play your Game Boy? I was quite interested. I mean, my grandparents were sort of more into it. And it was just like a nice day out. You yeah. Know, walking around this nice, cool jungle. Yeah. But it wasn't cool that about sweaty. No, that's no, it was cool because you're under the jungle leaves. You know? Oh, okay. It's a relief from the sun. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you go through on this tour and then you get to the end and it's the restaurant and you sit down and have something to eat. Right. And then you go over, you go over this little bridge over the river, and uh, you can go on an elephant ride. Right. Which is like just 10 minutes. They just go around in like a figure of eight. Yeah. You get like three or two or three of you on the 
on the elephant. Did it seem like the elephant was being treated well, though? Because you always see these things on social media about... Oh, you should never go on these elephant yeah, rides. You yeah. don't know who's what they're this doing. This is the thing. I mean, my grand my grandparents quite clued up, um, and they they did explain to us. You know, these elephants are looked after. Yeah, they're not held captive or not. I mean, you could say <laughs> they want to be there. Yeah, <laughs> no, but like they're not they're not mistreated at all. Yeah. Although it is a bit of a sort of a tourist gaff. Yeah, you know, a, a tourist um, venture because you get a lot of. Uh, other tourists from other countries there, like a lot of Russians, yeah, and Americans, you know, yeah. and they like they go, oh, we could have a day out, me and go wash the elephants, and yeah. we get to write, you know, they made like a big more thing out of it, mm. and uh, we were told, obviously we're all just kids, and they, so you do the elephant ride, and there's also another bit where it's just this sort of uh, muddy pool, right? You can go in and wash the elephant and play in the water with it, yeah, obviously gross. <laughs> But also, they are forcing the elephants to get in this pool, yeah, and sort of might not want to do perform that. for you, yeah. Whereas if you're just sitting on them and riding round on them, they you know they're used to being rode, yeah. You know, they're trained for that. Although I don't know how they train them, but they obviously hit them with sticks and <laughs> to get them to turn. The the guy sat on his head, kicks the ears. Oh, well, that's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, but that's just sort of normal to them, you know. Yeah. <sighs> You they know, it's like riding that, a horse over here. You know, I you're guess. kicking and whipping a horse, aren't you? Yeah. Which is, you know, obviously not great either. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really agree with horse riding. That's I don't another know. subject. Maybe it's just because I've recently seen fucking Tiger King, and I just think of just all these horrible yeah. people that. Yeah. I, I mean, it, like, it's a they have to make their money somehow and stuff, but yeah. it's just like. What need is there for a person to own a tiger? Yeah. Or a person to own. And an why elephant? would you? This is a strange thing, right? Because I've been to New York as well. Yeah. And I went to the... You saw those I went to the natural, there, right. No, I went to the Natural History Museum in New York, yeah. The same one from uh, Night of the Museum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, is he uh, Stiller? Yeah, yeah. Is he doing this? Yeah. And... Uh, Can't see that on the podcast. And but. Roosevelt, he was there. All right. Robin Williams. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and little... Um, little, what's his name? Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Little, just like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah! Wow. So we go, but we were sort of explained. I, I can't remember if we had a tour or not. But anyway, it was explained in the in the Natural History Museum in New York City. Mm. If you live in New York City and grow up in New York City, yeah, not only do you live in a city, it's the same as living in any city, right? But you're not. They don't see wildlife. Right. You know? You're not like well, here. We live in the countryside. You might see different, you know, animals and wildlife if mm. you're going anywhere. But growing up in a city. And somewhere, especially like New York, you know, people don't often go abroad or go on holiday. You know, they right. just spend their whole life in New York, right? So going to this museum is the only way they can see animals, right? Right. Like, or, you know, like not the actual animal, obviously. Isn't there a Central Park Zoo? Yes. Well, they can go to that, can they? Well, see yeah, real that's, that's another thing. Walking well. around. You know, that's probably... Not stuffed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's where you can go to learn and see animals. You learn about and see animals, you know, and what they might actually look like because they do have big sort of scale models yeah you know. big fucking dinosaurs but um oh, i don't know where i was going with <laughs> elephants yeah so uh i guess it i can't remember where i was going with. <laughs> you know I'm just, I'm just now thinking about this fucking museum <laughs> what do they have there well do they have a bust of uh theodore roosevelt no or like a... I, no actually they didn't but i did the the big dum-dum Statue thing. Oh, the Easter Island heads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw that. 
All right. So the they one, do have some of the, the one stuff from the movie. Right. Do they in this museum? Do they really um, gloss over the whole how um, the white man took the <laughs> well actually <laughs> took took America from there is a there was Native a whole Americans. a lot of it was about Native Native Americans right it's whole like bits and sections and the horrible battles that went on. Yeah. They say battles. They were just slaughtered <laughs> yeah. mostly because they had fucking muskets. They were just <laughs> pillaging. Yeah. I think what I was trying to say was, um, it's uh, it's nice to see these elephants not, you know, in their natural habitat, and like you say, they have to make money somehow. But at least they were in this nice environment, yeah. Not in a fucking cage, or well, that's what I was going to say. Right? So Tiger King, you know, he has all these fucking hundreds of tigers yeah. in cages in like this, in like a fucking square mile you yeah know, this tiny tiny place all yeah, locked together feed some garbage it's just feed awful some spam yeah. so the attraction is though because you know americans down in is it in texas or sort of down south yeah, in yeah. america they're not you know it's the same they're not going abroad and never seeing these animals in the wild and you would much rather see a tiger in the wild you know yeah. if you can if you go on a fucking safari in in africa or something mm. right you know, that's ideal. That's where you should go and see animals, and that's where wild animals belong. Not, yeah. not in zoos or Tiger King cages, right? Yeah. But that a lot of, you know, many people, we're quite lucky, me and you, you know, to have wildlife around us. Yeah. And we do have a zoo here, but we could... We've got, we got a park with some really ballsy yeah. squirrels as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Betty squirrels. The ballsiest squirrels in England. Uh, You know, it's quite... uh. That's the only way they can see tigers in real life. Yeah, I guess. That's the attraction. I mean, I guess, but it's just like, yeah, well, just don't see them, you know? Yeah. You shouldn't have them. Yeah. His logic for making that park was, he says in the Louis Theroux one, he's like, well, we, we, we breed the tigers so that when they're dead in the wild, we have tigers to replace them. Yeah. It's just yeah. a bunch of bollocks. Yeah, yeah. That is just a justification, but, you know, he's causing more of a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and there was that whole thing about how they have they go around in that big truck with the cubs, and then when they grow up, yeah. they're just fucking useless. They can't do anything with them. I know, obviously, and that's a lot. Why they of, made all their money was from the cubs. Yeah, a lot of African animals are going extinct through hunting and poaching and yeah. stuff, right? Like the black rhino. Yeah, but um, you know, I don't think just just don't help hold. You don't have to hold the tigers in cages if they're going to naturally go extinct, even if it is from reasons of uh poaching and hunting you know yeah that's in another country just don't bother breeding them you know you'd rather not have any tigers than to have horrible <laughs> gross tigers, tigers that live in horrible cages or fucking spam. pissed off and fed old <laughs> yeah old meat from the supermarket yeah and ripping it ripping the uh, i wouldn't even eat that arms meat, off. you know yeah well you know this became a thing about tiger king but <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't watched tiger king in a while so i can't really comment on it that, that yeah. was that was first lockdown max. Yeah, yeah. Third lockdown max has been watching news of the world. Can we? Uh, can you lead us into our next segment, Louis, with your guitar? Yeah. Okay. Are we talking about news of the world? Possibly. Right. So we're in the film segment now. I've only got one film prepared because I think I've only seen one film this week. But uh, it was news of the world starring Tom Hanks. Oh, was it news of the world? Was it? <laughs> <laughs> If you're an eagle, eagle-eared listener, an eagle-eared listener. What do you think of News of the World, then? Um, yeah, I thought it was good overall. I don't think it was amazing. I don't think it was no. mind-blowing or anything. But yeah. it wasn't really... It was. I like the slow pace. I actually really like films that are really slow-paced. Mm-hmm. I like a long, boring film. Do you think that's because he's going on this journey 
Yeah. And they say it's going to take, like, was it four months? Yeah. I think. No, like, no, six days, he said. It was just going to be six. Oh, was it? Yeah, it was only six days from when he picks up the girl. And then he said, I've got to oh, take okay. it to this well, place. Oh, I'm thinking of the number four. It was 400 miles. I think. Right. They said it's 400 miles. Right. He said um, six months, I think. Oh, he said, four, said months. four months. Oh, okay. But, uh, yeah, no, I think, you know, that's nice to pace the film like that because you're almost on this journey with him. Yeah. It feels know? very episodic. It's like, what's the situation? I feel like Red Dead. Now there's yeah. a situation in this town. There's a situation in this yeah. town. Oh, no, these guys are coming yeah, after them. Each time he gets to a different place. It m- reminded me a little bit. So the, the plot is Tom Hanks is, um, he's like a news guy in the West and he goes from town to town reading the news. And then at one point he stumbles across this little girl and he's suddenly... Um, they, they just put this little girl with her with him and they're like go take her to wherever and he's like I don't want to fucking do that um, but yeah. he has to do it anyway and the whole film is about him returning her to her family and um, yeah. yeah it reminded me a lot of she's a the Ma- go on the Mandalorian <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> very similar she was eating the fish eggs <laughs> yeah man because yeah. she was she was using the force remember that bit where Tom Hanks gets cut in the stomach and then she heals yeah. him remember yeah, that yeah. bit yeah, um, and the bit where he gets attacked by the bear and has to spend ages uh, <laughs> healing, and then the bit where he uh, does that happen to Mandalorian? Wraps himself up in no in News of the World. The bit where he does he get attacked by a bear? Has to wrap News himself in the horse. That's in the Revenant. That is in the Revenant. <laughs> I'm saying that because this film felt exactly like the Revenant. Really, oh, I don't know. To me, I don't know about that. Yeah, it felt like the Revenant set in the desert. Really? Know? Yeah. But it's not really a survival story, really, though. But, until yeah, but, the end, I know. But he is getting chased by those guys, That's just and one then there's also though. all the dangers, you know, like along the way because the, yeah, he knows if he gets seen with this girl, who's a what do you call him? A, 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 a McKay. Oh, yeah. I can't remember. She's a Native American. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there was this tension through the whole film. Yeah. Because if he gets caught with this girl and gets associated with her. You know, always doing something nice for her. Yeah. People are like, what the fuck? Or some perverts might ride ride up to them yeah. and be like, we're having this girl for yeah. salacious purposes. Is it the, you know, not too many spoilers here, but towards the beginning where he gets chased by them three guys. Wait, don't spoil the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Is the reason they're after her because they sort of work out she's worth money? Wasn't that the middle point, kind of? Is it, I mean, it's after he just starts the main trip, isn't it? No, it's like that's the bit where he loses the his. All right, spoilers throughout for news the world. It's <laughs> <laughs> a bit he because lo- it, it felt like a bit like Mandalorian because his his ship is the the, the horse car. and cart that he's got, and that gets slowly more fucked as he goes along, mm. and he loses the horse and cart at that point when those guys are after him. So I think that was like maybe the end of the second act. No, he doesn't. Happens. What happens then? No, he doesn't because they he hides the horse and cart, doesn't he? Yeah. That is near that when he first gets to the town. Yeah. Right. And he decides he's going to take the girl. Right. Yeah. Then he goes and reads some news. Yeah. Right. Classic. And then as he's walk, leaving the building, where he's reading some news. The three musketeers they come up to him. <laughs> yeah. They come up to him, and you know it's a bit like Back to the Future. Yeah. Back to the Future Three. With a uh, Billy what, what, Biff. Biff. Yeah. It was exactly like him. But uh, he. They then they want they after the girl, aren't they? So yeah. he quickly leaves. Okay. With the horse and cart. Yeah. And um, hides in the mountain bit. Well, how does he lose his horse then? How does he lose? Because his then you remember when he they carry on and he gets to the that right. other group of people that are doing all the the horse skins. Is it horse? Oh yeah, that really fucked up town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, then they know they notice, don't they? They go, "Oh, you've got bullet holes in your car." Yeah. Oh yeah, all right, right. Yeah. Got my narrative wrong. Yeah. So uh, he loses it at some point after that. Yeah. Oh no, he loses it when they just crash. Does he? You remember? <laughs> I can't remember any of this. They're um. <laughs> Which isn't a good sign for the film. I think I, they're I did, being. I was paying attention and I kind of forgot. I think they're being happened. chased, maybe. Right. And they just go off the road, don't they? And the, both the, ho- the one, of the, both the horses die. Right. And yeah. he puts it down with the gun. Oh yeah. And they, I'm just explaining the whole film. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they have to walk on foot. And yeah. then that's when they come across the sandstorm. And then the other Native American people, and they give them the horse. Oh yeah, I remember now. Yeah, and yeah. I remember at the end of the shootout, she puts like a handprint on one of the horses, and she yeah. says like three handprints. Sings, sings a little song about yeah, because um, he's killed three of them. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, it was pretty. Good. I mean, like you watch a Tom Hanks film, and you know he's going to be good in it. You know, like that's you, ne- you never watch a t- you never watch Tom Hanks film, and you're like, he was the worst part. Yeah. You know what you're getting into with a Tom Hanks film, yeah. and I like how his character was just he was he, he was like moral good, you know, but mm. he also had a bit of an edge to him. He yeah, was just, because he was a captain in the Civil War. Yeah, he sort of just he's past that point of caring, where he's you know like fuck you because this world's fucked up. And, yeah, yeah, and you know, I'm, I'm he's, he was doing it all in the end because of his. Dead wife, wasn't he? Yeah, you know, I mean, sort of <laughs> avenging her almost by yeah. doing something good to sort of make up for it. Yeah, but uh, no, I, I really, I didn't know what to expect when I first put it on. Yeah, obviously, we watched it separately. Yeah. Classic. And I just, yeah, and straight well, actually, away, I, actually, before you say, I watched it on your Netflix, and it was right at the end, and I had to watch it <laughs> right at the end quick, <laughs> so I knew what was going to happen. I did that with Wonder Vision on uh, my Disney Plus oh, as well. Shit, you didn't get the credits. Oh, we can talk about WandaVision as well at some point if you want. Okay, yeah. But um, no, I, I really love that you're just instantly locked into Tom Hanks's emotions. Yeah. Because he's really good at um, uh, like u- uh, using his body language and eye contact mm. and, and facial expressions with no words yeah. to show his emotion, you know. But it was very much different to some of the other films he'd done, like Captain Phillips. It's yeah. very emotional in that. Where he cries at the end. Well, what's good? Down. Yeah. Well, what's good about this film is he's got those smaller moments with the different characters with the little girl, but he's also got that like the, the, the scene where he's reading the news and everyone's just going crazy for yeah. the news. Yeah. And he can do those big like showy. Yeah, scenes. yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's got a very good like spectrum of yeah. performance in this yeah. film. Um, I thought it was really good, um, but I did feel like it was a bit. It just I couldn't help think of the Revolution. I don't know why. Yeah. Just sort of where he's being chased. I guess towards the end a little bit, yeah. You know, and and uh, I'm, yeah, I'm not saying they they based you know based on the Revenant or anything. I think they're based off the Mandalorian. Yeah. <laughs> or Logan as well. I was thinking of Logan. Yeah, yeah. Very Logan esque. I did like the girl. setting and stuff though. It reminded me a little bit of uh, the setting in Hateful Eight and stuff. Yeah, that's the same sort of time, you know. Yeah. Even though there will be blood snowing. as well. It reminded me of that. Yeah, there will be blood. That classic. Uh, desert shots you know yeah but yeah i think i think it was good it's it, like you gotta give it to netflix like that they're, they're they're making some really yeah like real films you know they mm. that's what they do now is they just make they make like oscar contenders the scene uh i think near the beginning where he gets to that town yeah and they have all the buffalo and or cows running through no, that was that. such an amazing shot because they were all real. <laughs> they oh wait, I do remember. They that. weren't CGI. It was cows. almost sort of a drone shot. 
Yeah. Yeah. When he's walking through. Yeah. Just surrounded by, you know, and that, that's a cool, that's cool, man. Yeah. It's such a, that's such a long setup to get that exactly, going. Exactly. Yeah. You've got to have buffalo dudes, got to have buffalo insurance. Yeah. You know, <laughs> if someone gets mauled by a buffalo. Yeah. You know, can't eat any, can't eat any buffalo wings. <laughs> It'd be a lawsuit. <laughs> someone on the, this radio show I was listening to said that buffaloes look like they're wearing clothes that almost fit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So true. They just look like they just threw something on. Yeah, yeah, they're saggy skin. <laughs> yeah, buffaloes are fucking ridiculous yeah. animals. Buffaloes I'd love ridiculous. to see a buffalo in real life. I yeah. just start laughing or a yak, yeah. a yak especially. They look fucking ridiculous. There's still these sort of like tropes to um, Western sort of style yeah. in the desert, you know, down south in America because you had all the buffaloes in Back to the Future Three. Yeah, you know. Or is it the horses, the wild horses? I can't I think remember Back to the Future 3. I just remember the train at the end. Mm. I think also maybe in The Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's the thing about when you when they make a, a Western now, because there's so there's so fucking many Westerns, and there's only, mm. there's only like, I don't know, 60 uh, Western tropes that they can go with. You know, it's going to just constantly remind you of other Westerns the whole time. Yeah. Because the, every Western just kind of looks the same. Yeah. So the story really has to make it exactly. interesting. Yeah, it's not like they're trying to that. You when you said about um, news of the world, you know, didn't stand out or nothing crazy about it. Yeah, I thought that as well. I thought you know, there's just sort of there isn't anything new going on in yeah. it, in news it's of the not world. Breaking new ground. Yeah, but I guess you know maybe they shot it during lockdown and. Well, I don't know. I think it was one of those films that was put like just postponed for ages. Maybe yeah. got filmed in like twenty nineteen. I'm not sure, mm. but um, it would be interesting to know that. Do you think it'll be nominated for a well, bloody? Do you think it'll be nominated for a bloody Oscar? A Oscar? Actually, I think it came out this year, so could, I don't think it qualifies. It could possibly. Well, no, I think it came out last. Oh year. wait, no, yeah. she she has been nominated uh, for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actress. I know that. Right. Maybe Tom Hanks was also nominated. Um, well, I think didn't we it, on Google, didn't it? Remember, I said it says twenty twenty release. I think. Oh yeah. You said it came out in America last year. Yeah. Saying just come out here, but um, maybe yeah, nominated for an Oscar, but I don't think it'll win anything. No. And if Tom Hanks did like win best act, best best actor, then you know. Yeah. Well, I don't even know who he's up against. It's I can't been think, better. I can't, I can't think of a single Oscar-y film that I watched last year. Yeah. It was like the first time ever. I can't even like. I can't even imagine a slate in my head. I think Chadwick Boseman was in a really good film last year, apparently, where he was, where right. everyone says that he's going to get nominated. Okay. But I can't think of another film. No, there hasn't been many out recently. Oh, bloody COVID, mate. It stops film productions. Mm. Bloody stops them. Um, but yeah, what's that? Are you watching other films this week? Are <laughs> you watching other films this week? Bro, I watched this sick film. Oh, yeah. Called Late Night. Oh really? Oh yeah. You talk, keep telling me about this fucking film. Right. Yeah. What's this? Yeah, what's... I don't even want to talk. About it. <laughs> Why did you bring it up then? Well, it's just what I watched. You know, it's written by Kelly Kapoor from The Office. Mindy Kaling. Yeah. Yeah. It's got um, what's her face in it? Emma Thompson. Emma Thompson. I know more about this film than you do. Yeah. It? No, I knew it was Emma Thompson. I just kept thinking it was Gillian Anderson because oh, okay. they looked the same. You, you told me that it was Gillian Anderson yeah. when you said it's yeah. a film with Kelly Kapoor and Gillian Anderson. Yeah. Neither of those things were particularly factually correct. Especially the Gillian Anderson thing. You know, Kelly Kapoor is playing um, Scooby-Doo. Scooby right, yeah. What is it? Who's Velma. She? Velma in a Scooby-Doo. You said she's writing a Velma film. Yeah, and, and starring. And a voice actor. And produce, yeah. It's going to be animated then. I think so, yeah. It's going to be the same people that made Scoob. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the Hanna-Barbera cinematic universe. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, prob- probably. It would probably be in that cinematic universe, mm. I imagine. Mm. Yeah. That's what they do now. They make cinematic universes. We won't get into Scoob. No, yeah. I've already, I've already talked about it on this podcast, actually. I okay. talked about it a few months ago when it came out. Well, a year ago when it came out now. Right, yeah. This uh, There's one thing I keep thinking about what this late night film, yeah. You know, we didn't want to talk about it. All right, well, I'm going to have to talk about it now, aren't I? Right, okay. But just, so you know, cut a long story short. It's uh, Emma Thompson plays this talk show host from late night TV in America. Right. She's been doing it for like 30 years, you know, on, along. She's basically the, the Conan or the. Like an Oprah Winfrey, perhaps. Yeah. But she's doing more of the Jimmy Fallon, James oh, okay. Corden yeah. show, right? It's Conan. <laughs> yeah. And she's been doing it for 30 years. And obviously, I don't know actually at the moment in America, is there any female. Talk show has like that, you Got know. Lily Singh, but right. she's like a YouTuber. Well, I think this well. is the point of this film, you know. She's a female, and there's a lot of female esque talk in it yeah. about how she is female, kind of like loose women. Yeah. Uh, so what anyway, the, the, the fucking film. I don't care about spoilers either because it sucks. Right. But uh, there's a team of writers, which are all their own individual characters. Right. One of them actually is played by the same guy that played. Uh, the the police officer guy that got accused of the bombing at the nineteen eighty six Olympics, the new Clint oh, Eastwood oh, film. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't he's really a really good actor. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he's quite funny in it actually. But um, there's a team of like nine writers or however many, no seven writers, yeah. Right. And they're all their own sort of individual characters. And a lot of the film is about them, right? And how they're writing the show, and obviously. You know, the film was about how the show's losing its fucking ratings. Yeah. And there's a big fucking thing and then they get more ratings and then, then there's a then there's another spanner in the works. Yeah. And then overall there's a happy ending, right? Because right. Kelly Kapoor's come along, yeah? Which yeah. is the point of the film, you know, she gets hired as a writer. Yeah. As the, one of the only female writers, yeah? Damn. And how <laughs> Emma Thompson... Wait, and she wrote this film as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So Emma Thompson's <laughs> like... Got on Emma Thompson's <laughs> got... Yeah, Emma Thompson's got a big thing about females yeah. in the film she of something right <laughs> and so she hires a female writer for the yeah. show and it turns out she's really good obviously okay and that's what they've been lacking right that's why they lost their ratings over 10 years or something because they're they no, they've had no female input right and whatever <laughs> right yeah and it was just like there was just classic sort of uh bits in it you know that sort of uh that you'd imagine to be in a film about a late night talk show host. Okay. Right. Um, so one thing I was thinking though, was watching this, you know, cause you know, Conan is leaving. Yeah. Right. Is he leaving? Well, he's got his podcast or is he being replaced? And we... they're not going to tell us that. Well, he, he, I'm, I'm, imagine... also, I'm starting a massive conspiracy. Well, here. I imagine he's going to get, a, there'll be a show that replaces it, but his show is literally called Conan. So that is true. They'll just but get a new show. Do you think ratings have slipped? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what they do. These, you know, it's owned by NBC, isn't it? Yeah. And they'll just no, go. No, no, it's not. His, the Conan's owned by TBS. It's, right, a, it's, yeah. a, it's a cable access. And show. they'll just go, you know what, Conan, you've, you've had your bit. And, you know, we want someone new. Have you ever have I ever told you the story of the Conan O'Brien Jay Leno whole thing that went on? No, ma'am. Uh, well, I won't tell you now. It's too <laughs> long. But um, yeah, a few like a year ago, Conan O'Brien completely revamped his. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Studio where they got rid of the desk and he stopped wearing a suit and he just wears like a leather jacket now and a tie. Right, yeah. And, uh, it, and now it's 30 minutes as opposed to an hour. Yeah. And I think now, and also he focuses on his podcast now. He does like an hour and a half. I didn't even know he had a podcast. It's called Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. And he does like an hour and a okay. half sit down with like one celebrity. There's mm. one way with Howard Stern that's really good. Mm. Um, so I think he just cares about that now, you know? I understand that. And also the late night format's just dying anyway. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm not saying, you know, that is, it's just a possibility. After watching this film, I sort of realized, oh, the you know, these big conglomerate companies... TV entertainment companies will just go, you know what? The ratings are shit. They've been shit for a while. Yeah. We're replacing you. Yeah, well, that that's what happens. You know, no matter who you are or how long you've been doing There's it. There's a really good for Isn't listeners. Isn't that what happened to David Letterman? No, David Letterman left. He, he retired his own accord. Okay. But um, that's what happened to Conan O'Brien, and then he was... I right. don't know my facts here. Well, there's a really good, for the listeners, there's a really good YouTube like documentary that talks about how Conan O'Brien was hired to do The Tonight Show, which is now hosted by Jimmy Fallon. By the time it was hosted by Jay Leno, mm. and uh, he replaced Jay Leno, and then his his show wasn't doing so good for seven months. So they asked him to push his show back, and then have Jay Leno have a show just before his show. <laughs> and Conan was like, "No, I'm not doing that." Like, and it was going to be on at twelve o five. So technically, it wouldn't be the Tonight Show anymore; it'd be the Tomorrow Show. <laughs> Um, wow. So they, so Conan was like, fuck that. I'm not doing that. So yeah. he quit. Um, and, and then they just hired Jay Leno back. And he made his own. Well, yeah, he left, but he was also contractually obligated to not have a show for a year. Right. So he, for a whole year, he didn't, he wasn't on TV, but he did a documentary called uh, Can't Stop, which is really good. It's like him going around doing stand up shows. Okay. Um, yeah, because he it. just can't stop being so funny. He just can't stop. Well, it's actually about him kind of suffering from like depression. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine it would be a bit more serious. But he, I think he did also get like a forty million dollar payout as well. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. no one can really uh, get upset. But there's a really good, and then he goes to TBS, and on TBS they give him his own show. But there's this other guy on there called uh, George Lopez who has his own show on there, and Conan O'Brien bumps him. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then uh, that show gets cancelled. <laughs> wow. I mean, to be fair, there's only prime time, prime times for tonight shows. You know, you can't have, can't have uh, the whole night taken up by. Yeah. You know, there's a prime time where a, a tonight show is going to be on. Yeah. Well, they used to people be. People are going to watch. The thing is, around this time as well, it was during this period. Well, it's still kind of happening. It's, it's still yeah. like we're we're in it now, but before it was starting to happen where. Like they're just like, why do we? What's what's this? Why the, yeah. this is really old format? Yeah, yeah, unless we evolve. Well, that's why now, isn't it? You're like the less people watch it on TV, but the more now they're making off of YouTube. Yeah. and 
podcasts. They're, they're just glorified and, YouTube channels at yeah, this point. Like, they're just to make little clips. Yeah, like James Corden gets 80 million yeah, views like an episode. carpool karaoke. Yeah. No, ain't no one watching that on the screen. <laughs> Everyone's watching that on YouTube. Well, yeah, in this documentary, the last thing to kind of round it all up is Norm MacDonald, and he just says, I don't, and I don't even record it anymore. I don't even watch it live. Like, I just don't you just catch that on YouTube? Yeah. Like, what's, what's yeah. this whole scandal about? <laughs> And it's so true, like, it gives a shit, really. Well, back then it was a whole thing, because everyone was just... Like how much more money, or, well, you know, how, what is the difference in money they're making off of YouTube that's compared to TV viewings? I don't know, I don't know. Well, it's just advertising, isn't it? So, like, what's the disparity, really? Yeah. Well, so I imagine these, these you know, if, if, there's, if it's from a proper TV network, yeah. they get preferential treatment on YouTube. You know what is on primetime TV and is amazing? What's that? And, uh... Definitely gets viewers. Oh, The Chase. The Chase <laughs> with Bradley Walsh. Yeah. Yeah, we could talk because about Because we watch it. Yeah, we watched it fucking... Nearly every night. Yeah. Even if it is on plus one. Yeah. We watch it an hour late. Yeah. But what, good what, every time. All of it and all its pixely glory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we watch it most nights and it's endlessly fucking frustrating. It is the most frustrating thing ever. Yeah. Especially when you're getting the questions right. Yeah. Because I feel like I should go on it, you know. I'm not, you know, not shoving someone up my ass here. Well, the thing is, we also, we don't, particularly as viewers, we don't personally really shout at the screen when someone gets something wrong. But our main mm. thing is we shout at the screen when they don't go high. Because the yeah. game show, to get the most out of the game show, you really need to go high mm. when you're going against the chaser. Wanna, should we just explain quickly and shortly the format of the chase? Yeah, I was just going to, I was just trying to circle around it because I couldn't be bothered, but right. why don't you do that? <laughs> okay, so there's four contestants. This is a show that is aired on at five o'clock every weekday and maybe on a Saturday at different times as well. Five o'clock every weekday on ITV, which is prime dinner time yeah. for families and, and old ladies that you know love to sit down and watch Bradley on the telly. Yeah. You know? And a couple of boys. And a couple of boys. Yeah. That then go on a podcast and talk about it. Yeah. Um so there's four contestants versus one of the six chasers. Oh six. There right. was five. Now there is yeah, now there is six. Oh. Darius is the new one. Didn't one of them not leave? No. Oh okay. <laughs> I'll just leave that job. Although Anne Anne the governess. Yeah. She went in on a celebrity get me out of here, didn't she? Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, and all remember, of that. So maybe those... The because the shows are recorded like two, three years ago. Really? Yeah, man. No, they're not. Yeah. They're not because they've got the... the... No, I know. I know they are now. But yeah. I think that's because they couldn't record them for months during the lockdown last year. Oh, okay. So then they were... Now they're able to record them. So yeah. they didn't have a backlog of episodes. Oh, okay. But like before pandemic times... They are like they're they're aired like two years later. Oh, okay. Or like years or two so later. So weird that they do that. I know. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. But um, so there's so there's four contestants, six chasers. There's one chaser per episode. You know, you get that's the chaser you go up against. Yeah. You do a cash build around. So each question you get right in a minute, you get a thousand pounds for. Yeah. Then you go up to the stand. It's revealed which chaser you're going up against, mm. right? And then uh, there is. Uh, you hope is it's it, the dude with the white is it suit. Six I can't his name. Segment, segments. Oh, uh, the Cinnaman. Yeah. Paul the Cinnaman. I know all their names. <laughs> uh, there's six segments, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, so, say I got £5,000 in the cash builder because I got five answers right. Yeah. You have £5,000 in the middle. 
And then what you have to do is get then four questions right, I think, with the chaser chasing you. If he gets a question right and you don't, then he comes one up on you. And then if he catches you up, you're out. Mm. But, so I can take my 5,000 in the middle. Or they, the chaser will offer you a low offer of... Like a grand or a minus. A grand or, or something. Sometimes Maybe a sometimes a minus. Yeah. And then a high offer, which yeah. is one step closer to him, which is more risky. Yeah. But is it really? Because you've only got to answer one more question. Yeah, and you get a higher offer based on how badly you did, pretty <laughs> yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. It varies, actually. So Max, not really that Max much has it, a yeah. theory that if you do really shit in the cash builder, <laughs> then they're going to think you're shit and <laughs> offer you more money in the higher option. Yeah. Because they think you're not going to go for it. So Max said, <laughs> and then you just go for it. Yeah. So Max said, if he went on there, he would, uh, he'd, he'd purposely do shit in the in the cash builder just so they offer him loads of money and then go high. Because everyone should always go high. Yeah. If you're watching, if you're listening to this ever at any point in the future, yeah. and you hear us talking about this, right? Or if I find out who you are yeah. and I see you on the chase one day, yeah. and you don't go high. <laughs> If you're listening to this, you must go high. You fucking have to go high. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. They justify it and the chase is, mm, good decision, you know, I, yeah. you know, I appreciate your decision because you're going to get back safe. You're going to have more of a team in yeah. the final round, you know, because they think, oh, you want four people in the final round because yeah. you're going to do better because there's more people to answer the questions and more of a variety, right? Yeah. Ideally, you want one of you because you don't have to buzz in, yeah. therefore saving time. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, we're, going, like, we're just, going deep in the chase. We'll just turn, you, chase turn it into like a two-minute, into a two-minute cash builder for you. You know, yeah, basically. So, uh, so the final round is basically you have to answer as many questions as possible in two minutes, and then the chase has to answer more questions than you in two minutes. Yeah, and if if he doesn't win, then you win the money. Yeah. So people are just never going high. Well, another thing about why I find it so frustrating when people don't go high is because it's always so much higher yeah it's like they'll get offered like 57 grand when they got like three grand yeah just go like you even know the questions or you don't exactly and you're never going to go on the chase again (laughs) you know you've traveled a whole fucking weekend away (laughs) or week you know you're probably staying in a hotel like five nights all paid for yeah you know you're traveling up there you're having a nice day out in london yeah Fucking going in restaurants and spending some money and doing some shopping. It's got to be I. Exactly, yeah. Or let's fucking do a tour of fucking Madame Tussauds. <laughs> you know? That sort of shit. Yeah. People are travelling all up there. And, uh, you know, oh, come with me. Come spend the weekend. <laughs> yeah. Be nice. Yeah. You know? And they're all fucking excited for it. And they get on there and they choose to take back four grand. <laughs> you know? And then fucking Karis next door... Yeah. Fucking she gets out. Yeah. Because she's shit. Yeah. And then Paul goes for... She studies fashion at university yeah. and thinks she's fucking knows everything. And then Paul goes for minus. <laughs> and you're down to three Paul grand. goes for minus. <laughs> I'll tell you about that time. There was the episode with the woman that um, she 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 went, the, went took the minus option, oh. which was like minus three grand, I think. No, no, it wouldn't have been minus three grand. Minus something. Yeah, yeah minus a grand. She minused from the pot. She was the last one. She was the fourth contestant to go, right? And then, so we've made it through, and then in the final round, didn't answer one question. <laughs> and they still won. Yeah. And she got a, a split of the money. That is such bullshit. You're so mad. 
There must be some... Con- she contributed nothing except from take away money. Yeah. Well, you know, it's just not fair, is it? Be, you know, if I was on the chase, there must be a point in when you get to go in the green room with everyone, you know, yeah. beforehand. Be like, Everyone's drinking guys. coffees. And, yeah, I'll be like, right, this is the fucking deal, okay? Yeah. We're going high. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your fucking phone numbers. Because <laughs> if you don't go fucking high. Yeah. You know? It's just like, why wouldn't you? Like, like I, I say, it doesn't you, make any sense. you either know the answers or you don't, you Yeah. Know? And when are you ever going to get offered 56 grand again in yeah. your life for the sake of answering one more general knowledge question, right? Yeah. You know? And like we say, we've never seen any episode where all four go high and then all four win. (laughs) Is it rigged somehow? I don't think... I trust Bradley with my life. Yeah. So I don't... don't Well, it's ITV. They've got some money. When you watch BBC... Well, do they? Because they they also have a tipping point. Sure. But no, but ITV, they they have advertising and they they can be seen to be giving away money. If you watch BBC, watch watch Michael McIntyre's The Wheel and the guy wins like six six grand and he's fucking over the moon. But they could also win 56 grand. Could they? Yeah, do not remember? They also have a a low, medium and high option. Oh my God. It's just stolen from the chase. Everything's chase related these days. I mean, I used to watch Weakest Link. I used to think, what's even the point of going on? (laughs) You'd walk away with like 900 pounds. No, people go and fucking pointless and walk away with a grand. Yeah, but on Weakest Link, you go there. You get pointless is so hard. When you go and go on Weakest Link, you go on there and you just get roasted by (laughs) Anne Robinson and then you leave with like like 900 pounds. I mean, what's the what's the point in? Are you a lesbian? Traveling all the way to fucking Pinewood Studios or ITV Studios or whatever. She got into shit for that. You know she's she's going to be the new presenter of Countdown. That was announced what? like last week. Countdown. Yeah, that's what she's doing now. Don't ruin Countdown. Don't take that away from us. People don't like Anne Winnicom because she also supports exactly. she also supports um fox hunting. That's one of her things. Wow. Right. Yeah. I thought she isn't she dead. <laughs> <laughs> we well, just think it was on like 20 years ago. Well, also she's like 77 and she's just been hired to do Countdown. Like there's more of a, yeah. yeah. Although the guy that does currently host Countdown. Get someone young. When it's not. Get Tom Holland. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is uh, the guy that does The Apprentice, isn't it? Is it? Yeah. Or Alan Sugar? No, 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 the other guy. Oh. That sits next to Alan Sugar. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I never watched I never watched the the Apprentice. Never watched original Countdown. You've only ever watched eight out of ten cats does Countdown. I never really watched either, to be honest. Wow, man, you're well, missing out. Well, Prime Countdown's, TV. Countdown's fucking hard. They it's don't like... actually play. No one gives us about the fucking. Oh, they're actually playing Countdown. <laughs> you know, it's more a comedy show. No, though. I've watched. I've watched eight cats does Countdown. Well, I've watched like compilations on YouTube, but it's always too yeah. hard. Like, and I also watched Only Connect, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how they do it. Oh yeah, Only Connect. That's badass, man. Yeah. Do you remember we always we used to watch whole episodes of that, seeing who can get one question right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, that was a good time. That was fun times. That's yeah. when we could we didn't have to just stay in. We could have gone out to the pub. <laughs> yeah. We chose we to do that. chose to watch Only Connect episodes. We could watch every episode of Only Connect and still have plenty of time left over to not go to the pub yeah. now. Anyway, that's my rant, or you know, our rant about the bloody chase, right? I've only got Stop not going high, people. <laughs> I've only got one more segment, and uh, you'll have to play us in for it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Bam Majira. Oh, yeah, Bam. Yeah, so Bam Majira, one of the main guys from Jackass. Um, mm. You know, probably the third most well-known, I'd say, after Knoxville and Steve-O. And then I'd say yeah. it's Bam. Yeah. Although I think maybe Ryan Dunn got bumped up a few after he died. Yeah, 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 he did. 
Um, also Wee Man. Can't forget Wee Man. Wee Man, sure, yes. He's also up there. Yeah, They're all quite well known. Yeah. For, uh, what's, uh, well, Bam is... Um, he's Chris Pontius as well, actually. Oh, yeah, Chris Pontius. And uh, Chris... Yeah, the other one as well. Do you want to explain what's happening with Bam? Well, they're currently filming Jackass 4, and poor Bam has been told that he has to stay sober. Mm. Or he can't be in the film. Mm. Is and it, it just because they're sick of his shenanigans? I'd imagine so. I mean, he's probably... He's or because fucking... they're seeing him destroy himself. <laughs> like, literally. Yeah. It's pretty bad. I mean, you know, I, I follow... He 50 now. I think he's like four, 44 or something like that. Right. And he's had the craziest life, and I imagine he's had many concussions in his life, and... Mm. Mm. An alcoholic, you know, his best friend died, mm. uh, drug addict, mm. uh, a multi-millionaire as well. Yeah, he can just had everything fucking indulge. And uh, I yeah. follow him on Instagram and he's often doing these like really long rants about how life's just unfair and, right. you know, and some, and like the one he, the one he posted to, to announce that he was leaving Jackass 4, he was like throwing up and gagging. Ooh. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Right. Um, so, do, do was he filming it with them? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't think they've, they've asked actually. him to leave, or yeah. they just don't want him to take part in it. Well, there's a thing about Steve-O, isn't there? You know, we've been, you were watching these interviews with Steve-O yeah. that I was sort of glancing in on, but um, he's talking about you know Steve-O is sober now. Yeah. He's gone through recovery, God knows how many times, <laughs> and he's all right now in his life, and he's vegan. Yeah. And uh, he's looking after himself. They're doing they're doing this fourth Jackass film. You know, it's all fun. And then he's sort of got his best mate Bam there. Yeah. That he sees destroying himself with alcohol still. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's obviously not nice for Steve-O, but also you just don't want to be around that. I guess they are all a bit more grown up now. You well, know yeah. I mean? I mean, this is the thing. If you if you look at the most recent picture of Johnny Knoxville, he's just got grey hair. Yeah. And uh, you know, it's so weird because we we watched some Jackass the other day because it's fucking hilarious. Mm. Um, and you just think they were like, you know, late twenties, early twenties when they were doing yeah, that. When and they now first they're all, started, it. now they're all really old. And also, I'd imagine like just insurance purposes, it's like the hardest film ever to be insured. I imagine yeah. that's why they have yeah. to wait so long to make. The I think next it's one. more of a personal thing. I don't reckon it's anything to do with business wise, or that probably is. But I think it's the studio that's fired him because he hasn't I, been able to yeah, stay on the. But I think it's medication. more about. Um, yeah, he's probably just a bit of a liability. To have on set, and also like Steve-O and Johnny, and and the, they don't want to be around it. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's just fucking doing drugs all you the time. You know what I have noticed? Yeah, you know, there's no opinion on this, but you watched that interview with Steve-O talking about it, yeah. and you also watched that second one where he was on the radio talking about it. Yeah. And, you know, they're fucking so famous. They're like massive names, obviously. People yeah. love the Jackass films and stuff. Um it's just strange that everyone wants a piece of it, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they really care about these guys' relationships with each other. Well, yeah, but... it's, it's weird that they're, they're just these idiots <laughs> who just got so famous yeah. and so rich. But what I mean is now um, Steve-O and stuff, they'll be making money from it. Yeah. Because well, it's, it's big news. Steve-O's got his own popular podcast, and yeah, um, he's a, like, a big YouTuber, I guess you can call it now. Mm. Um but yeah, it's, it is strange that that's that's what it's become. But you know, there's it's yeah, it's just sad. It's not going to be in it. He's like one of the best parts of the other films. Yeah. But what are you going to do? What is Jackass without Bam? What is it without Bam Majira? 
<laughs> Did you ever watch that? Uh, there was a guy on YouTube. I have no idea who he was. Yeah, he was. He was like he did this videos where Bam was hosting a party, right, at his massive barn house thing, right? Yeah, at this in indoor skate park built. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And Bam had put it out on social media because it's classic Bam yeah. to come come along to this party. Anyone, right? Yeah. Or something, you know. So this guy like vlogged it and put it on YouTube of him and his mates going there and stuff, right? Yeah. And how it was just an absolute shit show. <laughs> you know? Oh, I haven't seen that. No. I it's quite interesting that. to watch because um it's just a lot of like fucking bullshit going on, you know, like people pissing about and that. But uh this guy sort of gets there and then it's just all sort of like weird. It's one of those events where clearly too many people have turned up. Yeah. And the police start getting involved. Really? And stuff like that, you know. Just to break it up. Yeah. But Bam doesn't give a shit. Yeah. And he's hosting this fucking DJ party in this indoor skate park in this barn he's got, right? Yeah. There's like hundreds of people. All these like teenagers and kids turning up, right? Because Bam's house. <laughs> you know? People just go in there just to get drunk and have a good time. It's yeah. like a social fucking happening. Yeah. Just because Bam's put on Facebook that he's having a fucking party. Yeah. And in the end, like this guy gets kicked out. By the police, I think, and there's like some sort of ordeal. They fucking clamp his car, whatever his car back or something, right? But he shows footage of inside the barn, and Bam, Bam is up in the rafters, <laughs> and he fucking falls off. Really? Yeah. Just onto the fucking. Just onto the crowd of people, you know. Yeah, He's just so yeah. fucking drunk and. Yeah. And no just... thought or consequence of doing that. You know, well, he's just living that crazy life. Like I saw, I yeah, I I, I knew he had that because he lives in Westchester, New York, and he's like known around there for having these crazy parties. And he was on Doctor Phil with his parents. You know, his parents yeah. were in Jackass. Yeah, and they were just talking about how his mum set up an Airbnb in the house, right, like outside the house, and he just totally just trashed it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah. And he also had this lady for a, like a month or so that was just living in his garden, like this crazy stalker. And he'd go out and she'd just be naked there, but she was just living in his what? garden. Yeah, it's a whole thing. What a life. Yeah, what a fucking life. I mean, that's just what happens when you don't have a, when you just get that rich, that yeah. young. And they're just nuts, aren't they? Yeah. And they'd do anything for the footage, <laughs> basically. Yeah. You know? Come on, it's footage. <laughs> that bit from uh, <laughs> when they got the riot cannon and it's about oh, to go off. And they're like, fuck that. And he's like, come the on. little it's... tiny rubber ball. Yeah. Knox was like, come on, it's just footage. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on, it's footage. All right. That's all I have to say about Bam. Yeah. I mean, poor Bam. Hopefully he's all right. You know? Yeah. Hopefully he gets some help. Yeah. We would like to see him in Jackass 4. Jackass 4 is obviously going to be badass. You know, I also want to talk about, like, it's so bad. Like, if you, it's, it's bad to talk about, I guess, but like 10 years ago when a celebrity was in decline, because there's this Britney documentary at the moment everyone's talking oh, yeah. about, yeah, yeah. which I really want to see because it sounds really good. Yeah. But you just hear about their decline from like the newspaper. You wouldn't hear it from mm. directly from them. Mm. But because of social media, you can follow them. And if they're in, you know, if they're really present on social media they're just their meltdown is just so exposed everyone yeah. can just fucking yeah. watch it i was thinking about that though you know i haven't watched it yet um but i've seen a few things of it and, and basically how people are describing you know really like everyone just feels really sorry for her because but i feel like at the time you know when we were growing up and britney was a thing yeah um and famous at the time we were almost part of it you know yeah you just you just looked at britney spears as almost this like this uh 
it's this meme, you yeah. could call it a meme back then, of being so famous and uh, this uh, sort of this act. Yeah. But I think because she was so cheesy, yeah, and so sort of everyone knew she was shit. <laughs> you know, and the songs, well, she wasn't the songs like... were cheesy pop. Well, yeah, they were for a specific demographic. Yeah. But so, but they were so popular, you know, and in the charts and stuff, and she obviously made a lot of money from it. Yeah. But um, you don't think about it at the time, you know, because you see newspaper articles and in magazines and stuff, and she just sort of was this icon, you yeah. know, before the Kardashians were even a thing, almost, you know, yeah. back in the day. And now it has all sort of come out how the press and and media had, did treat her at that time. Yeah. That's what the documentary is about, I think. Yeah. Because I saw this picture of uh, sort of holding one of her newborn babies literally just after they'd been born, you know, and yeah. she's there. She'd just give them fucking birth. I don't know whether it was in the hospital or not. This awful picture of her. And obviously the fucking press and the cameras are just right there. Yeah, it's fucked. You know, infiltrating her life. And she just looks absolutely sick of it. Yeah. Well, it's like when she shaved her head as well. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Which fucking yeah. drove her insane. But that almost became just a joke, didn't it? Well, yeah. At the time, I mean, I was, we were kids, so yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. can't really take responsibility for laughing at that when I was a kid. But, yeah. like, yeah, I mean, I remember that. It was just yeah. like, that, that was that was a real just media circus. Well, you got to think about these, when there's something crazy going on like that, or if they're just constantly provoking a person, she keeps producing more yeah. and more crazy content for them to yeah. write about. It's like a, it's just like she's exactly, like an asset yeah. as exactly. opposed to a, more than a person, so... I mean, um, but you now, know, yeah, now because of social media, things these days, yeah, are sort of may must be a bit better because people are more aware that that sort of thing can go on and happen, you know. Yeah. Even though it still does happen to a degree, but you know, and then when it does happen, the the celebrities or singers, whoever it might be, almost turn it more into part of their lifestyle, you know. Yeah. And cash in on it. Yeah. And there isn't really any celebrities or musicians or anything that sort of. Uh, go, you know, you know, yeah, you know, come and see my life and let me join in because everyone's so wary of the yeah press and media, yeah, these days anyway. Well, so maybe I guess nowadays because of social media, it's easier to kind of control the narrative, but it's also easier to just completely spiral out of control on social. Like you hear with social media breakdown, celebrity breaking down on social media happens. Mm. Kanye, um, yeah, <laughs> have a little breakdown. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's another one, I guess. Is this a copyright song? Who knows? Was it from memory, or is it something you've crafted? Who knows, man? Okay. Well, we'll know when we get a big fat copyright claim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd like to talk about this game we're playing, Valheim. Okay. Yeah, I've wrote that down, but I didn't know if you actually want to talk about it. Yeah. Or did you write Valorant? I wrote Valorant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, yeah, I've been playing it recently. It's, it's only in early access. It came out um, not that long ago. Um, Maybe like two, three weeks. I don't know. Yeah. It's fucking great. Yeah. you playing it with the boys. Really interesting because uh, it's it's Minecraft sort of crafting type-esque game. Randomly generated seeds of worlds and uh, chopping down trees and, and enemies and, you know. 
which a lot of games are like Minecraft is you know that came out come out like that. Yeah. But, um, it's just sort of really different. It's um, not only does it look different visually. It's uh, first of all that has a randomly generated map. This map is absolutely huge. It has specific boss fights. Um, that you have to sort of earn different items for to then go out and defeat them. You have to gear yourself up and work your way up, but nothing is given to you on a plate. Mm. You have to work it all out and use your common sense, which I find like really interesting, you know? There's yeah. no sort of tutorial in the game as such, you know? I mean, there is there's this little raven that flies down and speaks to you, and like, but that's after you discover something. Right. So once you've done something or picked it up or found something out, mm. he'll then explain it to you. Not beforehand, right? You know? So it doesn't really hold your hand in the game. No, but I just really, really like it because there's so much freedom, freedom in it, and uh, you know, and you, there's not many games like that at the moment. Anyway, mm. I think that's why it is quite popular at the moment. People are, you know, you can sort of also jump in and out of different servers from your friends, keep your own sort of character. Yeah, you know, um, it's just. The thing is, what's what's strange is the game doesn't look amazing. You know, it has these sort of shitty graphics, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah, I noticed that. Okay, but that looks like shit. Yeah, they can make them better, but yeah. um, that's not what they're focused on. You know, they're focused on the gameplay, which is which is really cool. Mm. You know? And it's only in early access at the moment, and it's really cool. You know, well, it's good to hear a game being released and they focused on the gameplay and the all that technical stuff first, and then yeah. they're going to deal with the graphics later. Because most games do it in reverse, don't they? They do, yeah. Which is like we're gonna make it look amazing, but yeah. it's like having a fucking Lamborghini with a fucking Ford mm. Escort. But a lot engine. of thought has been put put into this game, and uh, yeah, it's quite interesting to play. It's very fun as well. Good. So whoever's listening out there, in the depths of the universe, you can play. Check out Valheim, Valorant, or Valorant. Yeah. Also been playing that. Yeah. You know, not very good at it. Wait, so you were playing a game called Valorant? Yes. Well, then I wrote that. I was right then, technically. I wrote a game right down. No, I know. But I didn't think you'd want to talk about Valorant. Because I don't know what... It, Valorant isn't, like, new. Okay, I don't know what Valorant is. It came out, like, a year ago. All right, nice. <laughs> you know, I've been... Valorant is basically... Uh, is a is a CSGO slash... Um... Oh, what's the other... Anyway, it's, yeah, it's a CSGO uh, sort of... FPS PC shooter, right? You know, which is quite a specific niche, but it's uh, it's different, you know. How is it different? different? Well, because your characters have these abilities and stuff, sort of. Oh, is it that? Is it the one with the floating? Yeah, no, that's Overwatch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know games, yeah. bro. I don't know games. Basically, these games are tailored. You know, these Valorant isn't on console. Neither uh, Counter Strike or right. you know these are PC specific shooting games. You know yeah. when people think of uh, like nerdy gamers that you know win these competitions and go play at these competitions, they're talking about CS:GO and stuff. And, right. You know these like highly competitive. You gotta have the best fucking gaming setups for. You gotta have the best mouse, the right sensitivity. Right. And whoever's got the best aim. And all the call outs like and that sort like of a nightmare. gaming world, you know, is is that sort of thing. But yeah, I've never, I wasn't, didn't grow up with that or wasn't really part of that until more recently. So Valorant for me is, you know, I'm, I'm shit at it, 
Mm. But I get it. It's cool. It's enjoyable. Yeah. You know, especially when you play with the boys. And I play it and everyone on your team's just like, fuck it out. Like when you shit a game. Yeah. Fuck it out. One thing I wish they would change on Valorant is the ability for me to be able to play with Jack, who's in Australia. All right. Because you can't do that. I guess you can't. No, different servers. Different servers. But every other game, you can play with Jack in Australia. <laughs> so why, why can't Riot Games sort it out? It's true, yeah. This is the only game, the only exception. Pretty much, yeah. Well, that's just bullshit, isn't it? Yeah. And if there is some other game where me and Jack can play, uh, I'm not talking about specifically me and Jack, anyone can play with fucking someone from another country. Yeah. All you have to do is change server. It might be a little bit laggy. Both have, might just have worse ping. But you can still yeah. play together. Well, yeah, that's just one of those things. That's one of the things that it should just be standard now, you know. We've got this. We're in the te- we're in the golden exactly. age of technology exactly. and things like that. But do... it's a slow moving train, you know. And cross play that was sort of a big thing last year. Making games cross play, you know. So every new game that comes out is cross play now, you know. But they should be doing that years ago. It's just fucking Xbox and PlayStation can get a deal going on, probably a deal. Yeah. You know, the agreement to be able to share each other's servers and stuff like that, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'd just like to just shout out quick. We've been listening to a podcast called The Hayden Project, and uh, just want to give you a quick shout out. Enjoying the podcast. Uh, I've got my it was friend, very enjoyable. My yeah. friend Dan Doy, he does a podcast called The Hayden Project. He's, got, he's with another guy. The main guy on the show, I don't know. I think his name is... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, spe- I specifically liked they were talking about... Um, gaming news you know yeah and uh like little segment so maybe we should do film news on this one i could talk about film maybe, news yeah. because yeah. i can't do gaming news because i don't know anything yeah. about games so it'd yeah. be useless i mean yeah I, we've sort of gone for a more relaxed approach mm. on this one if you want to do it we could do a collab with the hayden project boys yeah man. we could do half the show being film news and half the film being and game i could news. play games with them and you can watch <laughs> <laughs> yeah man all right, well, so, yeah, if you want to reach the show, it's dishboymax.gmail.com. You can send us an email about, you know, questions or any sort of abuse, you know. If you don't like yeah. a segment, just tell us. Think of a new segment. Rip us apart. Yeah, a question. Or if you want some advice on something, we can te- we can, we can mm. give you some advice. Mm. Uh, anything, really. Dishboymax. Dishboymax at gmail.com. Thank you very much. Play us out, Louie. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.